What's up, what's up, people? This is Vince Vega checking back in with my life and my words. I want to start this podcast off by uh, thanking everybody that's been tuning in like I always do. Um, I appreciate every one of you guys that's been listening. Ladies and gents, you know, boys and girls, I appreciate everybody that takes the time to listen to my podcast. Um, all the episodes, if you haven't heard them all, go ahead and check them out, you know, Um Give them a listen. I appreciate it. And uh, don't forget to please, you know, like and subscribe. Whatever platform it is that you're using to listen to my podcast, I appreciate it if you, um, for one, subscribe. For two, rate it. Uh, leave a comment. Um, any Anything helps. You know, I appreciate the feedback. You could even send me a, a DM on Instagram or um, follow me on Instagram at VinceVega228. My Life and My Words podcast. Um, I appreciate everybody, man. Hope everybody's doing good out there. It's been hot out here in the Bay Area, California, baby. It's been hot out here. We're getting a late summer. Uh, still a drought. Seems like every year is a damn drought. They don't let me water my lawn. They don't want nobody doing this and doing that and shit. But uh, it is what it is. It's California, man. You know, high price of living and shit. <laughs> everybody leaving California at a rapid rate. Uh, but but we're not going nowhere, man. But uh, anyway, um. Yeah, we're going to switch it up a little bit and uh, get off of, uh, you know, get off of the rest in peace episodes for now. Uh, I just had to get get those off my chest, you know, and uh, um, and uh, show some love to my peoples that are no longer here. Um, and there's still plenty of more. I'll probably do more episodes of that. But for now, I think it's time, you know, take a break from that and get on to something else, you know, Um I wanted to talk about um, me and the homie, uh, we're going to call him C. Me and the homie C, man. I'm going to take y'all back down memory lane and talk about the time me and C, uh, <laughs> we, we we beat a case. We caught a case as juveniles. And uh, it was probably the only case I want to say that I beat as a, ever in life where I was found not guilty, um, literally. Went to trial and was found not guilty. Um, I was in, well, I think we were in high school. We were juveniles, man. You know, we were juveniles. Got caught up in some shit. And uh, I got arrested. I forget how, man. You're going to have to excuse my memory, man. I mean, there's so much shit that happened. And, uh, and sometimes, see, with me and C, we caught a couple cases together. So the details may get a little little blurry because I'm trying to remember which case was first. Uh, we caught a couple cases together. So um, I was trying to think about the other day, like, which case happened first. And I couldn't, I couldn't exactly remember. I think this case happened first. So we got caught up in some shit. Getting at the enemies late at night, got arrested uh, separately. We didn't get arrested right there on the scene. I think uh, C got arrested at school. I may have got arrested at home or on the street somewhere. And uh, we knew they were looking for us. Um, after the incident had happened, um, we had some older homies that was uh, had police scanners and they heard some shit on the scanners. So they they let us know it was it was a. Uh, the police were aware and that um they was on the lookout so the 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 homie the homie's car was kind of uh it was easy to spot let's just say that his car stood out 
so he uh he stashed his car we we, we went out of town stand the, stayed the night out of town got out of dodge until the next couple of days went back to school like nothing we lived in separate towns me and c so uh we just went about our business like nothing ever happened right now mind you like nobody was uh nobody was was killed or anything like that but we was getting at some people so we we knew it was going to be some shit right as far as dealing with the law so uh we get arrested a couple of days later separately just me and C the driver never got never got arrested and um so we in we we in we in juvenile hall here we are in juvenile hall Solano County juvenile hall in Fairfield and uh, we fight in this case. Since we're juveniles, um, they're trying to give us, uh, it was about 10 years in YA, CYA. They were trying to send us to CYA. And I was just like, oh, fuck. You know, I had already been to camp. C had already been to camp. We had already been in and out of juvenile hall for other shit. He he was like at a group home. You know, we were all, we were young and out on the streets, you know, doing what, what, what young gangbangers do and shit, you know, being up to no good. So we had already, pri- we had priors. They knew us in juvenile hall. Me and the homie was there. We was in there um, <laughs> having a good time, fucking around, you know, getting caught up in shit, just doing what young, young juvenile delinquents do. And so we fight in this case. And uh, the people that we were getting at, they all snitched on us. They all fucking snitched on us. Now, so, without trying to get into too much detail, but getting into detail, because I got to explain the situation. Um, it was like, a, it was a, it was a, a, a male and two females. But, I think the, the well, yeah, it was a male and two females that that testified on us against us, but in the car it was just a male and a female, boyfriend and girlfriend. Now this female used to kick it with us. She used to hang out with us. She used to be down with us, right? The male was already a previous victim from another from another um another shooting that had happened. So the previous shooting that happened. Oh boy, got fucked up. He got fucked up, and uh, he couldn't talk right. He couldn't talk right. Um, he was still in the streets, and uh, he never got his get back from what had happened to him. My people got arrested, and people went to jail, and all kinds of shit behind that shit. And uh, he healed up. And was back on the streets like nothing ever happened. But he never did shit about it. Because I seen him. I seen him on the streets after that. And you would think a motherfucker that got did dirty like that would, would, you know, want some revenge. But with him, I think he wasn't on that time. He he just, uh, he wasn't about that. But he still wanted to be in the streets. So he ends up getting with this chick that used to be down with us, right? And they end up being a thing, right? So we catch them and we do our thing. Like 
you know, like gangbangers do on the streets. Well, these two motherfuckers and the female's mom decide they're going to snitch on us and they're going to go to court against us and tell on us. So that shit was a, that shit was a trip. Now, the dude, the dude that was fucked up from the previous shooting that, that's snitching on us now, he's dead now. He's dead now. He died a while back. I don't know exactly how he died, but when I was in the pen, he 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 died. I heard. Um, I think it was like a car accident or something. But either way, he's no longer alive. The female, she, uh, I see her every now and then. She's like a, a a homeless person. You know, them people. You ever go to the library and see them people that hang out at the library because they don't got nowhere else to go to be on the computer and just be in there taking up time and shit, taking up space, that's her. She's gone in the head. She's homeless. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened to her, but she's lost and turned out, and she don't know who the fuck is who anymore. Right? That's karma, man. <laughs> that ain't nothing but karma kicking you in the ass for being a piece of shit of a person. And I'm not saying that because of what she did to us, but, you know, just being... Just being a scandalous person, man, that shit gonna kick you in the ass eventually. Karma is real. I believe in that. So, and then she gets her mom involved. So, when she was kicking it with us, her mom, we would go to her house and hang out, and her mom was with the shit, right? Her mom didn't trip. Her mom wanted to be cool. And obviously her and her mom had a cool girlfriend kind of relationship where they would let the homies, they would let us hang out and we would kick it and do this and do that. Right. Whatever. Right. But they end up snitching on us. That shit was wild. They ended up fucking snitching on us. Not that, not only did they snitch on us, they went to court and testified against us, testified and, and pointed us out. So. So here's how it went down. We're juveniles. We're fighting this case. Looking at about 10 years in Hawaii. I'm thinking, fuck. I'm never going to get out of Hawaii. I'm going to go to Hawaii and just be fighting forever. Fuck it. It is what it is. If it's going to happen, then motherfucker, let's do it. Damn it. Golly. Right? So since we're juveniles, we went. we had a trial, but it was no jurors. We can't have a fucking... I don't know the technicalities, but I don't know how you're going to have a jury of your peers when we're juveniles. So it was just a it was just a court with the judge. Right. We had our lawyers. They had their lawyers and the judge was the one who that was going to decide whether we were guilty or not. So we go to court. We're in juvenile hall for a few months. We're going back and forth, back and forth. How the shit goes, the pre-child, preliminary hearing, uh, this, this and that, all kinds of shit, whatever, right? We finally get to trial. And uh, the dude, the victim gets on, on the stand and starts telling on us. And now this dude is a, is a gang member from the streets and he, he's the enemy, right? This dude gets on the stand and starts telling on us. Now, since he had been hurt in the pre in the, in the previous crime, he can't even talk right. He's struggling to fucking put sentences together. You know, he he's struggling. He's stuttering. He uh, he's not really uh, 
it's hard to listen to. It's really hard to listen to, right? And you could tell he's he's fucked up. He's fucked up. It fucked him up to the point where the poor the poor dude. I say poor dude because he got fucked up. He couldn't even talk right. That's what that. That's what how he got left. He couldn't even talk right. So he gets on the stand. He says his whatever he says. Now the mom gets on the stand. Now this bitch, <laughs> this bitch had a crime record longer than all of us. This they they pulled this bitch's fucking files out. That bitch had pages and pages of fucking crimes. Prostitution, drugs, all kinds of shit in different states. This bitch had been all over the fucking country fucking up, hoeing and doing who knows what. It was funny cuz we we took a break and the lawyers were making fun. Of, they were clowning each other saying, "Hey, I I I, th- I think she likes you, man." I think she likes you, you know. So in be- in be- in break in between breaks and shit, they're clowning each other, talking shit about her, about her. And then she was getting, she was getting being like rude and disrespectful when she was on the on the stand, you know, not wanting like when our when our lawyer was asking her questions, she was fucking being a bitch about shit, you know, showing her true colors, and, and, and getting upset because they started bringing up like her past. Started bringing up crimes and this, this, and that, and asking her questions. And the bitch was like, "Yeah, they call him this, they call him that, and woo, woo, woo." And I'm just like, "Wow, like this shit is crazy." And mind you, this is a grown ass woman. These are all the the guy and the mom are grown ups, adults snitching on juveniles, right? So even the chick got up there and starts doing her telling. All these motherfuckers telling. Now, these are supposed to be people from the street. These are supposed to be, you know, active people, especially the dude. He was a well-known dude on the street. But at the end of the day, he ended up being more known for being a victim than anything else. You know, and he had brothers. You know, there was a known family um, from a known gang. And, uh, yeah, he went out like that. That's what he did. Got on the stand and testified and all that good shit. So they did their thing. They said what they had to say. And uh, it was a it was a rough trial, man, because it was some characters. There was some characters. I could only imagine what the judge was fucking thinking, having to listen to these fucking people, having to deal with their dumbasses. The dude stuttering and mumbling and struggling. The, the the mom over here with all her fucking uh, prostitution charges and charges. The 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 daughter, her daughter being a fucking you know, being a bum and fucking uh, talking her stupid shit on stand. You know they were mad. They were mad on stand, being mad, pointing at us and saying, "Yeah, they call him this, they call him that, and they did this and they did that." And woo 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 woo, woo. talking all this shit. Not listening to the judge's instructions, arguing with the lawyers. It was a fucking, it was comedy for us, you know. It was comedy for us. And um, I want to say the homie C, his mom, even got on the stand and testified for him. Because they were asking our our whereabouts. They wanted to know what our alibi was. And where you know our whereabouts, so I believe this one because we caught a couple cases, mind you, but I think this is the case where his mom got on the stand and testified for him. <laughs>
of, about his whereabouts, you know. Uh, she lied her ass off. <laughs> but that's what moms do for their sons, for their kids. Moms will do that for you. They will lie their asses off to keep that keep their kids out of jail. If they really, really love you and, and want to try to see you do better, some moms will be like, fuck you. you. You fucked up. That's your ass, right? But C's mom, she didn't she didn't care she she tried she did so much she did everything she could do her and her husband sees mom and dad did everything they could fucking possibly do to try to keep his ass out the streets out of jail out of trouble but it didn't matter this motherfucker was gonna find a way we would fucking we would pick him up around the corner. He would meet us down the street. He would sneak out. He would do the, everything, everything he could possibly do. He would do it. They did, and they and they did everything they could do. And it was like a cat and mouse game. This they would chase him. This motherfucker would find a way to be to be in the streets. Sometimes parents, you know, we blame the parents. It's real easy to blame the parents, right? For kids acting a certain way or, or the parents aren't around or they're not doing their job. But with this with this dude, <laughs> it didn't matter, man. He was going to find a fucking way. Now he's doing great for himself. He's a grown man, a father, taking care of his family. And he's been out of trouble for a long time, man. And he's doing really good for himself and, uh, you know, his family. Um, but it took him a little while to, to figure things out. But uh, once he had his first kid, he was done. He was done, and he ain't looked back. He's been he's been all about his kids since then, all about his family since then, and it's been a long time. But when he was a juvenile, he didn't give a fuck. And his parents, he he wore his parents out. He wore them the fuck out, and. They didn't like me. They didn't like a bunch of people because they thought it was our faults. And it probably was. You know, they just were trying their hardest to try to keep their son out of the streets and out of jail. Um, they did some good because he learned. He learned. Uh, he learned at a young age. Um, maybe not young enough, but he definitely learned and got his shit together when he was supposed to as a father. And he's been on the right track ever since, you know. But it was a struggle for his parents when they were young. When he was young. Um, so she got on the stand and testified, lied her ass off, tried to do what she could to, you know, to keep her son out of jail. And uh, and so the trial, I want to say it went a couple of days. Now, it's been a while. It's been a long time ago. So it's kind of hard to remember the details. So the day comes, the judge is going to decide whether we're guilty or not. Because there's no there's no jury. We're juveniles, right? So the judge comes back and says, finds us not guilty. I couldn't believe that shit. <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe that shit. Not only did they get up on the stand and testify against us and everything, you know, it's like we knew we were guilty. He probably, I don't know. I don't know what he what he I don't know. Maybe he couldn't believe them because they were so fucked up. Three witnesses got on the stand and testified against us telling the truth. And there was so much they were so fucked up of characters that he didn't even believe them. They should they're probably better off not even testifying. We probably would have fucking lost that case. But they they dumbasses got on the stand and testified against us and helped us win that fucking case. So they, the judge says not guilty. 
me and the homie see it, we're like, wow. Holy shit, dog. We go back to the holding tank, dog. We was fucking hooting and hollering and jumping and shit. We're all shackled up like, oh, shit, boy. We beat the fucking case, baby. We out this motherfucker, right? We were still like, we were in shock, though. We couldn't fucking believe it. We could not fucking believe it. What's even more funnier, though, that we not only could we not believe it, but we get back to the juvenile hall. And they're like, the, the, the counselors, they're like, how'd it go? We're like, not guilty. They're like, what? Yeah, right. Like, the counselors were like, they knew because they knew we were guilty. You know what I'm saying? They were like, what do you mean? What you talking about? We were like, not guilty. They found us not guilty. They, they didn't believe us. The fucking counselors did not believe us. They were like, yeah, y'all lying, man. Stop lying, man. Well, are you serious? We were like, hey, C. I think it's uh, Mr. C. His name was Mr. C. It was a couple of counselors, man, back in the day. And we told them not guilty, man. So they had to check the system. We were like, holy shit. They were like, y'all fools beat that shit? How the fuck you guys beat that case? We're like, man, not guilty, dog. And we fucking, we beat it. And we got out that night. And I want to say that that was probably the only case I ever beat. The only charge I ever beat. And it wasn't the only case me and C caught together. <laughs> we we have a, we have some more, you know, trials and tribulations, some more hurdles to, to cross and shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but this is the story of, uh, of when me and C uh, beat this case. Probably my only case I ever beat, you know. And luckily, it was as a juvenile, man. You know, I can laugh at it now. But uh, I know if I would have been found guilty, it definitely would have changed my life. I would have been gone a long time as a juvenile. And uh, probably would have fucked me up, man. Because I probably wouldn't have been able to get on track being in YA so long. Being fucking just stuck in the system. And just who knows. You know what I'm saying? It probably would have fucking just made me a worse of a person. And not give a fuck, you know. Back in the 90s, YA was no joke. So I was just going to go and just go all out and be with the shits. So luckily I didn't go. I ended up going to prison down the line, but I beat that one at least. I I beat that case, man. But uh, I'll be back with another story, man. Y'all be easy. I'm going to hit y'all with a two for one today. Uh, two stories about me and the homie C, man. A couple of things we got into. A couple of little situations we got out of, man. But y'all enjoy What's up, what's up, people? It's Vince Vega checking back in with my life and my words. Hope everybody's doing good out there, staying staying cool, man, staying dry, man. It's hot as fuck out here in these Cali streets, man. Not with just the weather, but with crime, boy. It's, 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 it's a hot summer, man. Hot summer out there, man. Y'all be easy. But uh, I wanted to continue um, with another story of uh, me and C, me and the homie C, man. If you listened to our last uh, or my last podcast, um, you heard about the story how we were found not guilty as juveniles um, for a case where these people snitched on us. So, um, but that wasn't the only time that we caught a case. But before all that, I just want to say make sure you subscribe. Please subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Ain't no sense in just listening and not subscribing, man. Do me that favor. Just hit that subscribe button. Uh, the like button, thumbs up, five stars, one star, however your punk ass feel. You know, some is better than nothing. I appreciate it, you know. So, uh, me and C, <clears throat> we catch another case. 
Well, let me start it off like this. Um, that weekend, like I think I want maybe started that Friday. Me and another homie, man, we stole a car in Richmond, I believe, or Vallejo, one of the two, man. I can't remember, man. Unfortunately, man, I installed a few cars <laughs> as a youngster, man. Installed a few cars, man. Then, then did a few things, you know. But I was young. I was a kid. This was a long time ago, okay? So me and the homie stole a car. And it, it might have been in Richmond. Four-door. Uh, nothing special. I think it was like an Oldsmobile or some shit, right? And uh, I remember this car for a couple reasons. Uh, first reason being that... Uh, for whatever reason, when we stole it, when we stole it, every time, whatever, however we did it, it fucked up the horn. It fucked up something, right? So every time we were we turned right, the horn would go off. So we turn right, like eh, eh, the fucking horn would go off. So imagine we riding around from Richmond to Vallejo, and every time we fucking turn right, the horn going off, man. We was on some bullshit, man. So we stashed the car in this parking lot. Um, by uh, by my house somewhere, and we left it there for the night, right? So the next day, which was like a, which was Saturday, we hopped in it and we cut out to Richmond. The homie that I stole the car with, he was from Richmond too, but he he lived in Vallejo, just like my homeboy Cisco. Now we met up with Cisco in Richmond. We went to go hang out with uh, Cisco's homeboys and shit, and we were there all day partying, drinking, hanging out in the stolen car. You know, no thing. Like, it was ours. Just having our, having our way with, with the fucking stolen car. And so, um, it got, it became nighttime, and uh, we had been out all day. So, uh, it was time to head back to the V, and me, Richmond, and me, uh, me, Cisco, and the other homie, um, we cut back to Vallejo, and uh, on the way back, the other homie, this fool passed out. He's in the back seat, and uh, <laughs> we we stopped by a couple spots, me and Cisco, and to go uh, steal some stereos and shit and break into some cars. So uh, while we were doing this, this fool, the other homie was passed out in the back seat like a little baby and shit, not having a clue what the fuck we was doing, man. So <laughs> we, uh, we we hit a couple spots, and then finally he woke up after we came back from one of the spots. He was like, what the fuck y'all doing, man? What are you guys doing? And we were told him, he was like, man, you guys just leave me in the car. That motherfucker didn't have a clue. If we would have got locked, if we would have caught a case for that, he would have fucking got locked up for that too, just for being asleep like a baby in the back seat and shit, man. But uh, n nothing happened. We made it back home safe. But it was funny because that fool was passed out in the backseat, curled up and shit while me and Cisco were over here doing dirt, breaking into cars and stealing stereos back when, you know, motherfuckers were stealing stereos in the 90s and shit, you know. It was a thing. Now I don't think motherfuckers steal stereos anymore. I don't know. But uh, now they just steal everything else. Your catalytic converter, your fucking, the change out your chair, all that shit. The motherfuckers steal everything else but your stereo shit. Um, so we made it back home Saturday night, right? Sunday, this motherfucker calls me, the homie that was asleep. Um, the homie that was asleep in the back calls me. 
And I'm trying to make sense of this shit because he was in Richmond again. So he needed a ride back to Vallejo. I don't know how the fuck he got to Richmond because we took him home to Vallejo. I believe I could. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe we didn't take him back to Vallejo. Maybe we dropped his ass off in Richmond. I don't remember. But either way, he called me Sunday asking for a ride. Right. Because we still have the, the fucking the, the G ride, the, the Stolo. So I had that shit parked somewhere by my house and uh, he asked me for a ride. I said, all right, I'll give you a ride. So so what do I do? I call the homie C. Now, remember, like I said in the last episode, the homie C, his parents were, were, were fucking strict. His parents were on his ass. And it's not that they were really strict. It's just that they were trying to keep his ass out of trouble. Um, and so I called him and he was like, yeah, meet me around the corner. At the, there was a 7-Eleven by his house. Like, meet me at the 7-Eleven, you know. Or, or actually, he, was, he, he told me to meet him off the exit of the freeway. This motherfucker was waiting for me off the exit of the freeway. That's how much though he didn't he didn't give a fuck. Like he was gonna get out. He was gonna do whatever he had to do regardless to get out. No matter what his his mom did or his dad said, whatever the case may be, he said, fuck it, I'll deal with the punishment later. Little did he know things weren't gonna go too great for us that day. So I pick his ass up off the exit and uh head to Richmond to go pick the homie up. Excuse me. So, I don't know if the homie knew the car was stolen. I may have told him, but I think it was after the fact. So, while he was already in the fucking car, so the damage was done. The motherfucker, he didn't, you know what I'm saying? He, He was already in the car. It was too late, you know, for him to make his decision not to fucking ride with me, you know? I didn't tell him to after the fact, so... He gets on the ride. We head to Richmond. And when we get to Richmond, we riding down the street. I didn't even realize that was like by the police station. They see me and this dude driving and they fucking get behind us. The police get behind us. And so we had already caught that case, I believe. And we had already fucking been to juvenile hall for other shit too, right? So I said, hey, fool. I'm fucking out of here. I'm going to fucking run. He was like, what? You're going to run? I was like, yeah, fool. I'm going to fucking run. Fuck that shit, you know? So I had to make that decision. Pulled over, stopped the motherfucker, pulled over, stopped the motherfucker, and got out and ran. I went one way. He went another way. And I tell you what, when you're running from the police, man, it feels like you're fucking running in quicksand. I felt like I was running slow as shit. I feel like <laughs> I was on some bullshit, right? So we run, and I don't even know. I don't even know where we're at. He doesn't know even know where he's at. We're in a whole other town. We're not familiar with the with that with that neighborhood. I end up in the backyard, and uh, it, it was crazy because I ended up in Cisco's homie's backyard, but they didn't know I was back there. Nobody knew I was back there. I'm hiding. I hid like behind a fucking like a. Uh, like a behind like a, they had roosters and shit. I hid behind like the roosters fucking cage and I'm in the cuts and it's a Sunday afternoon and these motherfuckers had the fucking helicopter looking for us. We was right there. They were, they probably didn't have much to do and shit, right? So so they fucking send the helicopter. They're out looking for us and all kinds of shit. We didn't even do nothing. All we did was have a stolen car. Um, 
Well, the homie, the homie C, he ends up behind another house or in another yard, like underneath the house, some some kind of way. He like he like fucking got it underneath the house and and, and fucking uh, crawled underneath the house like in the crawl space and shit. Well, this motherfucker, <laughs> he gets caught before he gets caught. But when he gets caught, they fucking send the dog on his ass. Um, they tell him, hey, get out. Come on and get out. Whatever, right? But they send the fucking dog. You know these cops, they don't play fair. So they send the dog on his ass, and the dog ends up biting his ass all up, man. And, and snatching him up out of the crawl space and shit. I fucking, I didn't find out till later, though, after I seen him, after after we both got arrested. So they got the fucking, the police in full force on us. Um, they get him first. He gets all fucking bit up. He has to go to the hospital, gets shots and shit because the dog fucking bit him up. Me, they fucking, they finally find me in the backyard, find out it's the homie's backyard. They got the fucking, the ghetto bird out there. They got motherfuckers surrounding the pad and shit. Like I said, I was, I was slow as shit. So they knew I was like, it had to be a couple of houses. It wasn't going to be too many fucking spots where I was going to be at. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so I was fucked. They ended up get, getting me. Uh, I think I gave up or some shit, man. I can't really remember how it went down, right? And uh, like I said, we were still juveniles. We were juveniles, so so I seen this fool. I seen this fool C. I almost slipped up. I seen the homie C and the police station, and he's all bandaged up on his arm and shit, man. I'm like, damn, he's all fucking dirty. I'm like, damn, dog, what happened, man? <laughs> I motherfucking just came along for the ride, boy. Got the fucking short end of the stick, man. For real, man. Fucking canine got on his ass. Uh, just trying to take a ride with a motherfucker. And that's why his parents was trying so hard to keep his ass away from the bullshit. Because that's the type of shit that happens, man. When you take a ride with a motherfucker, man. The stolen car, man. You know? So, so we they, they arrest us and everything, right? So they taking us to Juvenile Hall. And this is another county than the county that we're from. We're from Solano County, and this is Cocoa County, right? So they take us to Martinez. I think the, the juvenile hall is in Martinez. It's a Sunday, mind you. We get there, and they say, nah, we don't want them. We don't want them. We, we're too packed. We don't got no room for them. So they fucking let us go. They fucking let us go. Maybe that fool C was good luck or some shit in a way. Bad luck, but good luck because it seemed like I got lucky with his ass. They let us go. I mean, they didn't lock us up that day, but they let us go. And we still had to fucking fight the case. It was not over. We just didn't get locked up. So then they gave us a court date and shit. You know, we had to fight it from the outside. I fought that fucking case for like a year, just going back and forth to court. We ended up getting like probation and some other shit, right? It, it was crazy. They straight turned us away, said, no, we're, we're too full. We don't want them. Especially because we're from out, out of the county, I believe, right? So they call our parents. Here we go with the shit, right? They call our parents to come pick us up. Now, when C's parents come pick him up, they see me. <laughs> They're like, ah, este cabrón. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, see, we told you to stay away from this no good motherfucker, right? More, added more salt to the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, this fucking guy again? You don't, you, you don't learn your lessons to stay away from this motherfucker? 
And, uh, you know, just gave him more of a reason to fucking not like me. That was then. Now we're all family. It's crazy how things turned out. We're all family now. But back then, they thought I was, you know, part of the, pro- part of the problem, not the solution, which I was. I really was part of the problem. Um, but like I said, it didn't matter what they did. Their son was going to do what he wanted to do regardless. He had to figure things out on his own. So, yeah, another adventure, me and C. It was, cra- it was funny because <laughs> his parents seen me and they were like, oh, fuck. I remember one time I'd have told the story. The homie C's dad worked nights a long time ago. And me and the homie that stole that car, the one I was going to go pick up, we had stole another car and we were in Vallejo and we were headed to Richmond. On our way to Richmond, the homie C's dad seen us driving on the freeway at nighttime while he's headed to work. Now, it's like 11, 12 o'clock on a Tuesday night, knowing damn well we ain't got no business being out. We ain't got no damn cars, and we don't, we sure don't have no fucking license to be driving. He sees us. He's like, estos cabrones. He's like, these motherfuckers. You know, like, <laughs> he still remembers that shit to this day, man. He's, he knew we was up to no fucking good. He knew we didn't have no damn business driving at night on a weekday. And he, and he just knew. He looked at us like, these motherfuckers. You know, now we all fucking family. Everything's all good. We talk about it, tell that story all the time, and and it's just it's laughing now. But we all had to go through, you know, our trials and tribulations and, and the mistakes we made and all the bullshit, you know, to fucking uh, get to where we're at now. Some learned h- harder way. Me myself, I kind of, I might have learned later on in life than the homie C. But uh. I definitely learned my lesson, man. When I was young, man, I was wild as fuck because uh, I didn't have any, uh, like I said before in the past, I, I, there was no uh, repercussions for my actions. You know, I was doing shit like that on a regular basis. That was like an everyday thing for me. Robbing, stealing, whatever the fuck, whatever comes with street life, gangbanging, whatever the fuck, I was doing it all. There was no repercussions. Never got fucking uh, punished, never got grounded, never got nothing. Uh, Moms would throw shit at me here and there when I was young, but I was getting tattoos at 13, 14, uh, gang-banging, fucking shooting, robbing, still all that shit, all that shit from 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, till I hit the pen, and it didn't stop then, you know? But uh, I can look back now and tell these stories and laugh at them and just... You know, uh, we could things. These are these are stories we could talk about now when we get at family gatherings and shit. You know, remember that one time, fool? Get woo woo. You know, the, the, it's just you know stories of the past, man. But yeah, me and C, man, that motherfucker might have been my lucky charm. It seemed like, even though you know we didn't stay out of trouble, but he, it seemed like he may have brought some kind of luck. I don't know, but yeah, that was a. Uh, <laughs> That was another case we caught, man, as juveniles, man. And uh, good thing is we didn't have to go to juvenile hall for that one. Uh, I think, I don't know what happened with him. I know he 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 ended up like in a group home, whether it was for that or before that or after that. I don't remember. I, I, I went to court back and forth for hella long, and they gave me probation and shit. But, uh, yeah, man, Psh, the adventures of me and C, man, y'all be easy. <laughs>